This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. And we are live. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. How are you, sir? Over there is Dax Holt. Over here is Adam Glenn. We are two entertainment news journalists with close to two decades of experience now. It's been a long time in this industry. It's frustrating, but it's addicting. It's definitely addicting. Would you say it's addicting? It's 100% addicting. And it's, you know what it is? It's because we both like entertainment news. And I don't even know why I like it so much. It's just, it's in my blood. It's somehow like the useless information just sticks to me. It's just so high school. And I think you guys could agree. It's just something that you just, it's great conversation material. And no, it's so embarrassing. Like I was at a party this weekend, dude. And mm-hmm. someone was like, oh, I just moved to New Hope, Pennsylvania. I'm like, oh, you know who just moved there is Bradley Cooper. And they're like, huh? And they're just looking at me like, number one, why do you know this? And B, why are you even bringing this up? And I was like, I thought it was just a conversation piece, so it kind of bring us together. Instead, you're looking at me like an idiot, and now I have to defend myself why I brought it up. Then how do I know that? It gets so confusing. It's, but it's it's the it's the same with me. Like someone will like be like, Oh, do you remember that actress that was in such and such movie? And they say the name, and I'm like, that's not the right actress. It's actually so and so. And they look at me. I'm like, uh, never mind. Go on with your incorrect way. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like an idiot that I know all this dumb random facts, but uh, but I do. Or or someone doesn't know the name, and we're in a group sitting, and they're like, Dax, what's the answer? And then out of everyone, of course, I know the answer. Well, it's and funny. It's- My mom calls me probably about once a day, asking me about something going on in the in the entertainment news space because she's with her friends and they want to know like straight from the source. I'm like, guys, I know a lot, but I don't know everything. And so I'm just like, ah, I hate to be like the guy or the voice of reason when it comes to this space. Um, but uh, we got a fun episode today. This is one of my favorite episodes to do with you, Dax. It's, just, it's our Ask Us Anything episode. What we do is we have a private Facebook group. It's called Off the Record, which if you're not in, I strongly suggest you guys should be in it. It's a really cool, tight community where we talk to you, you talk to us. We just kind of find little things we find on the internet or find things we find amusing, we share with each other. It's just a really cool community. And in By that the community- way- Speaking of that, did you see the little photo I posted of Leonardo DiCaprio when he was a baby in there? I did. Yeah, yeah. With his parents, right? Yes. Anyway, sorry. Random fun fact. I posted a photo of Leo as a baby in there. It was cute. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a really cool community. But in that community, I asked everyone, hey, guys, if any questions for us, please fill it in the comments. And you guys were so kind to take the time and ask some questions. And there are some great questions. We're going to get to them uh, before we get to those questions where we ask anything uh, Dax, do you have a review ready for us? 
I got, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to switch it up today. Normally okay. we read five star positive reviews. I'm going to read some shit reviews today. Cause I feel like let's change it up a little bit. Yeah. So I've got a, uh, I've got a two star review from Becky here who says need to do some prep. I think the show is well intended, but it kind of comes off as two guys who think podcasting is just about showing up in front of a mic and that's it. It's hard to continue to listen when it seems like bare minimum effort is being put into your show prep. It comes off as low level and unprofessional, but I know you both are very successful at what you do. You are both better than the show that you are putting out. If you're ever going to cover a topic, please do some research on it. And before the show, go over some questions you plan to ask. So when you ask each other about memories or experiences, you have something of value to add. I really want to give a higher rating and continue to listen, hoping the show will get better. Well, Becky, thank you for your your constructive criticism. I appreciate it. I will do better. Becky, I can't. I can't promise you I will do better. And uh, <laughs> I will, but I will try. But I can't promise you, Becky. It sounds like you're a guidance counselor, or a high school teacher. That was a really good report card right there. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I appreciate the feedback. We always try to keep positive. Should we do? Should I get- we- more shit review just for fun <laughs> yeah sure Dags, i mean i just review. i feel like you're having a good day and i just want to like kind of just knock you down Go a couple of rungs yeah uh, let's see all right this one is a one star review from beach blonde uh the headline says budget podcast i used to enjoy this podcast and look forward to listening to it every friday however things have really changed really not informative to people that they interview and they're not interesting their opinions have become very biased have to move on and find something better the latest podcast was the worst and never mentioned the death of Toby Keith on moving on. Wow. I am I am sorry. But okay, so I'm going to just give a little context here because the not having Toby Keith in our raw rundown was a mistake. However, it's not that it was a mistake. It was that we recorded prior to the news breaking and everything had been edited and it was already like pushing out. Sometimes, guys, I am sorry, we record and um, news breaks right after and we do our best to get it in. Uh, that one was not possible that day. Yeah, we, sometimes it's like deadlines. Like we, we yeah. in base and get it out. You can't really put it in. And that's the thing that's wild about entertainment news. It's always changing. And it's just, it's sort of like the sucky part about it. It's because the difficult part about it, it's like you always have to be on. And yeah. If you do a story, as soon as you post a story, there's already old news. Stories keep developing. They keep changing. It's hard to keep up with it. We try our best um, with the raw rundown to to keep it as tight as possible. And we hope nothing – we legit hope nothing breaks in between when we finish the episode to when it comes out. Because we also – like Cam has to edit it and like get it set to publish. It's like a whole thing and we – release it on Friday morning. So even by the time you guys listen to it, which might be, you know, Friday morning at 9am, it's already been up for eight hours prior to you even listening to it. So we try our best. I'm sorry we missed Toby Keith. It is what it is. Yeah, you can't be. Listen, Adam will try to do better because he sucks and I am professional. That is true. Dax, I do not, (laughs) I do not disagree with that. Let's get into today's episode, which is an exciting one. It's a fun one. It's one of our favorite ones to do. It's where you guys can ask us anything. Again, we're reading off questions that you guys gave to us on our private Facebook group called Off the Record. First question comes from Doug Smith. Dax, 
how is the change of gender going? Is the surgery almost done? No, okay. Um, <laughs> um, no, I identify the, as a pencil, so we're going with that. <laughs> uh, first question comes from Laura A. Brown. Laura says, have you ever reported a story that you know is just wrong but had to do it for your job? No. I've never reported a story knowing that it was wrong. I can tell you that. Um that I have never gone out there and reported something fake just to do it. And definitely not at TMZ. I'll tell you that much that they were sticklers. You can say what you want about TMZ. You can hate them. You can love them, whatever. Uh, they were factual. Um, and they tried everything they did could do to come have factual news out there. Numerous sources, all of that. So I can tell you honestly that I have never, I would say knowingly reported something wrong. How about that? But Dax, let me ask you this, and I don't know if you yeah. have the answer. What about a story that's been exaggerated a little bit? Um, I feel like every story is exaggerated in some little form. I mean, everything out there is like to the extreme some way or the other, right? I mean, I, I would say every every time you put it out there, you're, you're looking for like the salacious angle of it, even if there isn't a salacious angle. Yeah, no, I you're, you're you're right. I have an internal problem, like a struggle where it's not necessarily wrong, but you don't really feel good doing the story because you know it affects people. Okay, and but that's that's a different question. Totally, totally, you're right. And have just, you ever have you ever reported a incorrect story? No. Like knowingly, no. see, see, that's not something. Knowingly, that... no. I mean, and I. I'm pretty confident of all the stories I've done. I've been pretty, you know, I trust my sources and it came to fruition that it was true. Um, I would yeah, say, I would say wrong. getting, I, and I've never worked for an outlet that does one of those, by the yeah. way. Um, I would say getting a fact wrong is different from a story. Like someone was very upset the other day when I was talking on the podcast about Beyonce getting Grammys. And I think I said she had, 28 Grammys and they were very upset that um, no, she actually had more and it was like 32 Grammys. And again, I'm probably going to get crucified here because I don't know the exact number because I'm trying to do it off the top of my head. Um, but in that case, I had Googled while we were talking and that was the number that came up because they hadn't updated it because the Grammys were two nights before. So they didn't have the updated number and I said it wrong. So I would say there's times where I we may get facts wrong or I've gotten facts wrong during my career, but I definitely don't go out there and report something fake just for my job. I can tell you one time I had an opinion that wasn't my necessary opinion. And it got me in a lot of trouble. Did I tell you about this with Ryan Seacrest? No. So I was doing uh, a segment on a TV show. I'm not going to say which TV show. Uh, where we had to have differing of opinions when we went on air. And I was kind of told, like, you need to have a negative opinion towards American Idol being revamped. And they were like, because it makes for good TV, you need to go out there and you need to say, like, how you are not for the show coming back. And I was like, but that's not really I, like I really like Ryan Seacrest. I've known him for a long time. Like, why am I going to shit on a show? And and I was told I needed to do it. And unfortunately, I went with it. So it wasn't necessarily my opinion that I was saying. And I, I did it. And then I got a, a kind of a, a sad email from Seacrest right after huh? being like, I saw the show. It was on in my dressing room. 
why I don't understand why you would say that. And I felt like such shit because it wasn't my opinion. And I kind of caved to what producers told me to do. Did you tell him that? Yeah, I just said, hey, like it, it was really just for TV. But at the end of the day, it was my reputation and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the producer behind the scenes says, because the world doesn't know that, you know, yeah. it's, and Seacrest saw me and was like, the fuck are you doing, Dax? Like, I've been kind to you. Why would you not be kind to me? My, and I, I was kind to Seacrest. It just, I, I felt like such trash after yeah. seeing it. And you know, so I've regretted that moment for a long time. I feel like somehow in the industry now that that's what we have to do to kind of move ahead. You have to kind of be able to kind of talk trash, which I don't think we do on this show necessarily, but also have like these public sort of feuds yeah, and um, to elevate your career. And it's like, that's not what I'm about. That's not what I'm trying to do. But um, yeah, I, I that's um, back to your question. The Laura Brown, have your reporter story. I've never done a story that was not true. Stories that have been exaggerated, yes, but like Dax said, that's just what the news cycle is. Stories that were wrong, Dax, do you feel wrong where if you did a story mm -hmm. and then afterwards they do a second story, a follow-up story where they call an organization, let's say an animal group or a, a community type thing, and, and they want their feedback on this person. And you know it's just going to be a neg – of course they're going to say negative about the other person or the other party. Yeah. Do you feel weird or bad about those stories or wrong for those stories? Or is that just like, that's the business? But I don't, I don't, I've never been someone who's calling those organizations to get a quote like that. It just, all my years, that was never my beat per se to my, my stories were always photo video driven breaking news. Sure. So I wasn't doing the follow up stories to just like get an extra story. So I can't say that I was involved in any of those, okay. but I can see how that would feel shitty. Like, you know, Paris Hilton says something. And then next thing you know, they're calling PETA to be like, she has 17 dogs living in a house. Like, is that wrong? You know, just to put a story out there. Yeah. Again, what? Yeah, I'm just starting to realize like this is a job. The the job is sometimes you're going to be put into difficult situations. You might have to talk sort of mm – -hmm. uh, you're going to talk about things that you don't want to talk about people you know and people who have been good to you. But yet again, they're in a sticky situation, and uh, it's just – it's part of the industry, and you hope that the other person starts to understand that as well. Yeah. And not yeah. only – yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Uh, Dax, do we have a, what's another question you want to ask? Uh, another question comes from Sandra Chavez. Says, has any, has any ever what? Has any ever said? Has anyone ever said that there is a fee to interview them? Wow, sorry, couldn't read that one. Has anyone said there's a fee to interview them? Yes, we've had a couple. Uh, Tara Reed said it, but then she came on and did not charge us. But you know what happened with Tara Reed? I, we might not talk to the right party. person. Yeah. yeah, sometimes we reach out to someone on their behalf who they say this is the contact, and then we find that there's someone who's just trying who's who knows that celebrity and trying, trying to, to monetize it and trying to broker a deal. Um, do I mean Lindsay Tori Lohan, Spelling? Tor- Tori Carmen Electra? Again, I um, don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing though, because these are people who their entire life they've been paid to show up to events and for interviews and for this and that. So I don't necessarily knock it. I just, we can't pay people for interviews. So yeah, I I think it's pretty common though that they get paid to show up to things. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these interviews, that's just what it is these days. I mean, not these days anymore. Back decks, probably I would say rough, a little less than 20 years ago. Major news outlets were paying people for interviews. The Us mm-hmm. Weeklies, the Star Magazines, they were paying fifteen to probably under fifty thousand dollars for these interviews with these people just for one uh, issue. They would do an yeah. interview. I'm just throwing like sh- I guess Shannon Dory, whatever uh, from nine hundred two and She would do an interview with Us Weekly, and she would get paid twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars to do that interview. And um, but outlets like they they can't afford to do that anymore. And it's yeah. funny because. I remember reporters when I first started get, when I first got into this industry, I was meeting reporters that were working for those type of outlets that they would say, okay, we want you to cover this new possible new relationship. So what they would do is they would get you a room at the Four Seasons Hotel and say, go in the lobby, have a drink, eat, have coffee, talk to the staff, see if you th- saw this couple holding hands or being affectionate in the lobby at all. And this mm-hmm. person, this reporter, would get like a free vacation. And sometimes, a lot of times, they would come out empty, and then they would say, "Hey, go to this restaurant, see, go eat on us, hundred dollars, you know, a very expensive meal, and see if you talk to the staff and see if they'll tell you anything." But those outlets don't have money anymore, and I don't know any other podcasts that are really paying for these type of interviews. I do allegedly um, there is this in- podcast that had OJ Simpson on as like a weekly football guest and they're paying him cash every week to do the, his like, come on the podcast every week, but we have never paid um, a person to come on there. Um, we would, if we had the money, we just don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if I had money. Yeah, sure. Come on. I'll pay you. But we don't make that type of money. And honestly, it's the way we approach interviews. It's a, it's a two way street where are you helping us? Yeah. But we're also helping you as well. We're kind of keeping your name out there. We're kind of giving you, publicity or press or exposure or promoting your product or promoting your book etc so that's the way we approach these interviews it's a two-way street and um i'd say most people get it um sometimes obviously you know the matt damon's the ben afflicks of the world i don't think they really want to come on our podcast uh because i i, I don't know it's not, it's not worth their time like they're they're yeah. looking they want some uh, some show that's going to get them ten million eyeballs on them, you know, for their time. Okay, well, not, not even Jimmy that. They want to go. They want to do something that's safe too, and they know going on Jimmy Fallon, for example, is very safe and doesn't take up much of their time. 
So I think it's 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 strategic in a way too. And not saying that anyone who comes on our podcast, it is strategy because I think that we do good enough interviews where it, it, it makes people like them more, you know, and, and, and kind of makes people interested in the product where you do an interview with, say, Ben Affleck on The Tonight Show. It's like you still don't know who he is. And, um, yeah, that's just – but, again, back to your question, Sandra. Yeah, I would say the only one that really was strong about being paid was Tori Spelling. But we would have her if she wasn't. We still have her. Free. All yeah, right, yeah. Maybe, maybe find a Groupon on her or something like that. Who knows? <laughs> All right. This one is from Catherine Johnstone. If you could play celebrity matchmaker with two single celebrities you would like to see together, who would make an epic story? Ooh, I would say. Well, there, there's a there's there's a two part answer to this. The people that I'm sick of playing this game in the media with us. Because yeah. one of them is engaged, and the other one is an actor. Is the Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell? Um, they've been kind of milking this whole thing. They love each other; they're closest friends, and they kind of admitted they were kind of milking it for to promote this movie. Even mm-hmm. when people were trying to bring up this storyline, saying, "Are they actually dating? Are they not?" However, I think it's about time where we see Kylie Jenner with an actor. I mean, we've She's seen her sister. Sorry. Kendall Jenner, Kendall Jenner, oh, Kylie oh. Jenner. I, I think Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet is a perfect couple in a way where he's a big star, huge A-list actor. And that's where Kylie's going that direction. Like she's conquered. I want to say conquered. That's not the right term. But I would say she was with one of the biggest music artists out there, Travis Scott. Uh, but now she's one of the biggest actors. I think her sister, uh, Kendall, I think Kendall has not been – with a big enough actor. And I think it's Kendall so would be a great I, guy with Glenn Powell. It's so funny that you, like, I, you know me, I, I love the Kardashians, but I, I don't, that's not who I'm leaning toward. Like, I want someone like Jennifer Aniston and Jason Momoa to get together. You know, like, that would be fun because that would, like, blow up. Everyone would be talking about it. It would be massive news. They're both huge A-list actors. I don't know. To me, that, that's way more exciting than a Jenner relationship. I'm like kind of over the Jenner Kardashian relationships. Cause it's, it's like so much. Ugh. Yeah. I just want to see Kendall Jenner. She was with bad bunny. Again, one of the biggest music artists out there. She's with Devin Booker, one of the best basketball players in the league, but I'm surprised they haven't made their way into more Hollywood of like the actor and actress type. And I think Kendall Jenner and Glenn Powell, who is like this, Texas sort of all-American guy would be a good couple. However, with what you said, I feel like Jennifer Aniston, we have not heard her with another person in a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be interesting to see who she dates next. Is it an actor or is it a regular type guy? And I think it's the ending of that fairy tale. You know, like we all were something about Jennifer Aniston. We've been curious about her love life for decades so long now it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be almost like 30 years you know 30 almost 30 years we've been kind of curious about what this girl is doing in her love life and we haven't heard her with a guy lately and like you said jace momoa is like a very cool guy he's a very fun guy he's hollywood uh people like him it would be that is uh unusual but could see happening yeah all right let's move on we're spending way all too right. much time on each next question. one yeah. is Katie Burnett. Katie Burnett says, who is the girl voice in your intro? She has an amazing podcast voice. 
Let me let me play her voice for people that haven't heard. Hold on. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glenn. I have no <laughs> idea. I have no idea who she is. <laughs> we oh, had this was years ago that we had hired her off like Fiverr or something to to read that. I, I don't know whose voice that is. We have to ask Pat. Is that you, like, Katie? Pat, I don't know. Yeah, Pat may know, um, but I, I am not sure. Yeah, Dax, just tell people it's your daughter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. All right, let's so, move on. Uh, yeah, Chris, uh, Christine, Christine Sherman. Do you have any good or bad secrets about people in Hollywood who have the best reputations? For example, The Rock, Will Smith, before the slap, Tom Hanks type people. Um, um, I would I mean, say I've I'll heard... start off with the good ones. Can I start okay. with the good ones? I mean, I know John Cena takes care of his team. You know, I know Oprah is a good person. You know, I know Shaq is the real deal. I'll start off with the very good ones. And I know you could say, oh, you're friends with these people. I mean, you know, I'm not really you know, friends, but we know each other. We somewhat know each other. But you can always judge how the person is by their people. And if their people are cool, then they're cool. But what were you going to say? I was going to say Keanu Reeves is probably one of the greatest people in Hollywood. And if you haven't taken a moment to, like, Google Keanu Reeves, um, he does so many kind, amazing things for all the people around him. He's always donating a ton of money. He's taking care of like his stunt people, everyone on his set. He is probably one of the greatest guys in Hollywood. You don't always hear those stories. Yeah, I um, Matt Damon, really good guy. I remember Robin Williams. You know, Robin Williams was one time. This was about six months before he passed. And every time we talk about Robin Williams, it's like it's a very dark thing. I mean, it's just tough because Robin Williams was. He was Robin Williams to me. He was not real. He was that was like the guy he grew up on. But Robin Williams was walking to the Trump International, and I was like 15 feet away from him, and I was like in awe of seeing Robin Williams walking to the hotel. And he saw me, and he goes, "Hey, man!" I was like, "Hey." He's like, "Do you want a photo?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I, and I took a photo with him. But I was like, it was actually one of the few moments where I got starstruck, and I remember just in awe, like, "Oh my God!" There's Robin Williams, and he like. It was just the two of us there, and he kind of came over to me. I was like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" Like, and you could see that I was like kind of amazed. That was Robin Williams, um, but yeah, that's like I think with the good reputations, you sort of heard it, and they don't come out of nowhere. As far as like people, for me, do I know any bad secrets about people? From what Will Smith, now I've met him maybe twice. He's very Hollywood. And when I mean that, and I, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I mean that like he handles himself very well. And when there's fans there, he stops, takes a photo. He's smiling the entire time. He doesn't talk to me while I'm camera. He'll like kind of wave to the paparazzi, but he doesn't like acknowledge, like he doesn't like talk to them. If there's a video guy, he'll stop and take like photos and autographs with fans. And he, oh, he's always smiling, which I respect. You know, I don't know if that's the Scientologist, you know, and with, I don't know, there's rumors that he's a Scientologist. No one knows that. But I will say this. I know a buddy who had a company who sent he, Will Smith, I think his, someone on his team reached out and said, hey, listen, we need this product. It's an expensive product. We need it within three weeks. And the this product took a little bit longer to get there. Like usually it's a week that it takes about two months to make it, but they rushed to get him a product in, in three weeks. In exchange, they were supposed to give a photo 
of him in the product or using the product. And it's an expensive product too. So the company rushed, got it done, delivered it to the guy's house. And after four months, they said, hey, can we get that photo? And the person on our team wrote a very uh, negative email back to the company. And they're like, like, yeah, we'll let you know when the, we'll get the photo. Then they reached out seven months later. Hey, can we get that photo? Again, the person on our team wrote back like a and, very and nasty he got email it for back free? to the team. He got it for free, yeah. And and then after nine months, they're like, hey, man, like we gave you this thing nine months ago. It's an expensive thing. We rushed. Can we just get the photo of the person using it? You needed it. And the person gave a very like just dick sort of email back. So the company said, screw it. We're going to show up at your door and just pick it up and take it from you. I'm like, fuck you. And uh, again, I don't know if that's necessarily Will Smith, but it was the way the team handled it and the way that person handled it. And when they called the person out, the person kind of said, we will not promote your product anymore. We will talk negatively about your product. And it was, again, this wasn't Will saying it, but it was the person on their team saying that. And it was kind of screwed up. Like, there was just no transparency on the person on this team. So I hope that answers your question, Christine. Um, All right. I'm going to move on to the next question. Julie Johnson, has any celebrity told you off the record that they regret becoming celebrities, that it life is not what they thought? That's an interesting question. Um, I don't think I've ever had anyone tell me they regret becoming a celebrity because normally the perks outweigh the shit. Uh, I've had people tell me that sometimes it can be hard with, you know, either paparazzi in their life or not being able to go enjoy a day at Disneyland because you're constantly being bombarded by people or uh, someone's rich and everyone knows it. So they're always having to pick up the bill or people coming to them with like open hands. But I've never had someone say they regret becoming a celebrity because it's just, again, I think there's too many perks that come along with it that outweigh some of the shit that comes along with it. Yeah, I've talked to two different celebrities about the difficulty of being a celebrity. They don't regret becoming it. I talked to one person who's a big star and they said it's difficult because you can't do everything for everyone and you don't want to be a bad person because you're so appreciative of the position. You know how hard it is. Are you but, allowed to say the person's name on this one? Because I don't think you've said anything bad. No. Um, no. I'm, I'm friends with this guy. I don't know. It's a guy. But I, I don't, don't yeah. want to say the person's name. Yeah, I don't want to say the name. Because I don't even know. Some Honestly, it gets hard for me because sometimes these celebrities don't want to even be seeing that they're friends with me because they're afraid of, like, the way of – and it sucks for me because they don't want to, like, acknowledge that they're friends with me. Even though we're friends – they don't want to become like they um, they're, they we work together. Like I'm helping them out or something, you yeah, know, it gets gross. Gotcha. Um, but they said that a, they want, they want to be a nice person and they try to be as good a person as they can, but they can't do everything for everyone. Like you said, can, people always ask them, can you come to this event? Can you donate to this charity? Can you do the, can you put me in your movie? And you can't do everything for everyone. So it's really mm-hmm. tough on them emotionally. I talked to another person who's done some stuff, nothing crazy, but they've done enough where they're sort of like people know who they are, but they don't know their name or they don't know where they know them from. And they said it's very confusing for them where they go to a supermarket and 
people look at them and they're like, I know you, but I don't know where I know you from. Or are you an actor? What do you do? And they said it's very confusing for them because, you know, it's just, it's a mind, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, but and that's, all, that happens to me all the time. And I'm not anyone famous by any means. I think I'm recognizable in regards because I get that all the time. Someone comes up to me like, how do I know you? And yeah. then I have to, then I have to play this like silly guessing game with them where I don't want to look like a douchebag and be like a uh, TV. So I like play this charade of like, uh, well, we both live in the area. Um, so maybe somewhere around here. No. Okay. Uh, and then they ask me if we go to church. I'm like, no, I'm Jewish. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, like we do that. And then I'm fine. Like um, maybe TMZ or maybe shark tank or it, it's like, it's a we awkward every single time, but I mean, yeah. But this person also said there's an, this person also said it's an internal struggle, you know, just Why? because in some ways people think they're supposed to be more. We not us specifically, but a lot of people have a thought process of what these people's lives are like, and they don't realize like, hey, I'm just trying to eat like everyone else. I'm not someone who's insanely loaded. Like I still need to work, and it's not. You know, I, I don't drive a fancy car. I'm just an actor who's trying to make it. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's like an internal battle that you have to go because it's you have the voices from home. So I think it's like just an internal struggle that God. you just have to realize and become more comfortable in your own shoes. Uh, next question comes from Angelica Violet. What is your ideal and nightmare blunt rotation? Celebs you love to or hate to hang with? Um. I'd say so we're I'll just talking like it. passing the weed with, like sitting around yeah. in a little circle, having having a smoke with. Uh, I mean, you always have to have Snoop Dogg in there, right? Like, is there? You know what the problem is with Snoop? He's gonna I can't smoke you. <laughs> yeah, you can't hang. You need some people who are gonna like. All right, so stop. But I no, but this is not. This going. is ideal. You you can't think about how you can't handle it. You're just who would I mean? You have to say someone like. Dave Matthews and Snoop Dogg, Martha Stewart, like that would be, that'd be fun. See, my group would be, it'd be more, I think my group would be fun. It would be Billie Eilish because oh, I think fun. she would talk shit. I mm. think Jennifer Lawrence. because Oh, Jennifer shit. Lawrence would be so much fun. Yeah, I think, and then I put in Brad Pitt because he's just so cool. You need someone who's going to make it really cool. And just like kind of, Brad Pitt's one of those guys who could like just hang and just be cool and not be like the center of attention. And then lastly, it would be a little bit older person, but I think you need that wise person there who just has an opinion and you yeah. just kind of like, Oh, this guy is educated would be Bill Maher. And I think it just to have that sort of uh, opinion on there. And someone's like, okay, uh, this I'm guy makes our conversation a little smart. You got me at Jennifer Lawrence. She'd be, so <laughs> she'd be so fun. I think she I just has a plenty of stories. And I love Billie Eilish. I, I, I did you see what happened? So this past weekend, they had the People's Choice Awards and Billie Eilish was talking to someone and she said, and she was on a, like, they pretty much heard her on the mic saying, yeah, what's up with these, all these TikTokers here or something like that. And all yeah, the TikTokers, TikTokers are pissed like, mad. dude, yeah. yeah, we're mad. Like we got invited and know what? Like, it, like we're in the room now, like enjoy it. This is it. But I, I like that she did. I like that she talks shit. It's just kind of fun. <laughs> and I'd be curious about her opinion. And then Brad Pitt also being cool, Bill Maher for being smart. So that's it. Right. What would that's be my good. my nightmare blunt rotation? I mean, at this point, it'd probably be Kanye because I would just have to listen to him. 
It's like, oh god, just keep talking. He shit. he he wouldn't stop talking. That's the problem. Yeah, then you have to you have to put your mouth in the same blunt that his mouth is on. Uh, with that, ugh, god. Or what if what if it's just like you look over and it's like your mom was there and you're like, no, <laughs> trying to have fun, stop. <laughs> yeah, I I think Bill Maher just stink, and then I mean I'm sorry, not Bill Maher, Kanye West would just stink, and anybody I else. I feel like Woody Harrelson would just be a dick the whole time. You know, it depends what Woody. You know who? If he fun? didn't know we we're you know who Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, he'd all right, be cool. all right. I like that. <laughs> uh, this is a fun one. Yeah, it's yeah. A fun question. Uh, uh, Scott Charlton, what's your thoughts on The Rock getting the rights to his name back? Still trying to get uh, NT on the pod. I don't believe anything from the WWE. Pretty much, that's my answer. I don't. When it comes to The Rock and his name back. I think WWE realized they need him. It was a weird week when they dropped the news um, because there's more allegations. So The Rock got his name back from the WWE, which is very rare. When you sign with the WWE, they own the rights to your name. Um, like Nikki and Brie Garcia, uh, you know, the Bella Twins, they no longer go by the Bella Twins because anything they do from the Bella Twins, WWE own the name and they basically made money on that. So now Nikki and Brie are going back by their original names. So the WWE is infamous for not giving their names back to these people. Um, but there are some allegations. The WWE had a crazy week. Allegations came out more about Vince McMahon, about him doing some uh, just sex slavery of some sort, uh, some sexual harassment. So he had to leave his role as the chairman of the WWE. But that same week, they announced that The Rock was joining the board of the WWE. And part of that, they also gave his name back. And I think it was just more of a structured deal. WWE tried to say that they didn't know anything about the allegations coming out. They said they found out in the lawsuit, which for me is hard to believe that they, this woman who was pressing charges against the WWE and Vince McMahon, that she didn't try to settle with them. Maybe she did before the, the story came out. But WWE said they found out when we found out in real time. So I just think it was – I think it's great for The Rock, but I think it was part of the deal bringing him back, saying, listen, we're going to give you a salary. We're going to give you equity in the company, a lot of shares in the company. And part of that will also give you your name back because the WWE needed – they need some help right now. They're going through uh, a little bit of a crisis for the brand, and um, it's a tough time for them. So they'll do anything to – help out their publicly traded company. Yeah. Uh, as for NT, I would still love to have him on. Um, I had tried a couple times, not much luck getting hit. Like, I don't know if I got the wrong email or what, but I followed up a couple times, haven't got anything. Uh, but did you see he I, apparently was revealed recently? Because this, this made a lot of news. So if you guys don't know who NT is, um, he's the one that runs Crazy Days and Nights, the, the blog. He has been doing it for a very long time. Very well known in the the blind item category in Hollywood. Uh, but there was a court document that basically revealed his name. Um, his name is John Robert Nelson, who's a California attorney. And I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that a lawsuit kind of pulled back the curtain on who he is. Um, but hopefully he's hopefully he's still doing OK, because I, I got to imagine you know, you get revealed and it's not ideal for you. 
Well, we'd love to have him on the podcast. I know people enjoy him. I, I, I've heard about his name for a long time. Again, I'm not much of a blind item type guy. It's just not my. I grew up with like more factual news. Not saying what he does is not factual. I'm sure I know he's broken a lot of stories, big stories over the years. But I'm just it's, it's not my thing. I don't like doing like celebrity riddles. Um, but I know some people like it. I'm just curious about him. I'm interested in him in general. Uh, next question comes from Annie View. View. Why View? Is that what I say? Mm-hmm. View. View. Annie View. View. Why won't Why won't any journalist ask the questions we want to know from Justin Timberlake's take on Britney's book and Joe Allen's take on his breakup with Taylor? Um, That's easy because the publicist won't let you. So uh, with a lot of these big stars. They'll sit down for an interview for the Today Show, Good Morning America, whatever it is. And their publicist goes up to the producers and the hosts and says, you can ask this, this, and this. However, Brittany, off limits. Taylor, off limits. You cannot ask a single question related to this, this, and this. But have fun. If you do, we will never come back on the show. So that's what it comes down to. That's why they will, Justin will do an interview with this big outlet and no questions will get asked because it's a part of the deal. And I've had it happen as a smaller reporter on a red carpet. They come up, the publicist comes up as the the star is still doing the interview right in front of you and say, you can't ask these questions. Uh, If you do, I'll pull the the celebrity. And so this happens all the time. That's why you haven't heard any questions asked. It happens all the time. Usually as the celebrities doing the one interview, they come up to the next person and say, hey, listen, you got a minute with this person. Do not ask this. And it's sort of like known. If not, there'll be very big problems with, you know, the publicist will go to the person's boss and say, you know, we told them beforehand this. They agreed to it. And it's just not worth getting to that battle. As far as paparazzi on the street, like the camera guys on the street who ask the questions, I have to imagine at some point Justin Timberlake walked around somewhere and they got him real quick and they said, Hey, Justin, what do you think about Britney's book? And he just ignores it completely shuns his face and like really, and the outlets, you know, let's just say an agency, a back rate, a splash, for example, might put that video on their site, but no outlets buy the video because you can't really do anything with the video. You know, it's actually, it doesn't make the outlet look good. If you showed yourself harassing a celebrity, asking about their take on a subject that they don't want to discuss. So I have to imagine there has been some people ask that question, but um, yeah, it's just no one's really covered it because it's not worth it. It just doesn't work. Dude, we've already talked a lot. We had so many good questions here. We might have to do a second episode. Um, Actually, we're going to. Casey Pretty says, what celebrity is least like their TV or media personality in real life? Like example, Ellen supposedly not being so nice in person. Um, I would say, and I I haven't experienced this firsthand, but I have heard rumors that Reese Witherspoon isn't the kindest person behind the scenes. Again, that is a rumor that I've heard from people that work in the industry. I have never experienced it firsthand, so I, I can't say for sure. Uh, but that was kind of more of the shocking name that I've heard through the years. What about you? Um, James Corden. Um, he's just not the guy you want him to be. But I feel you like know, that it, got unearthed last year with the restaurant yeah. situation. He's just like Jimmy Fallon is like the guy. He's he, like, and I actually I wonder if that's really Jimmy Fallon or if Jimmy Fallon's just 
he's in that Jimmy Fallon character 24 seven. It's gotta be exhausting. <laughs> but I think James Corden is just, he's just more kind of reserved, maybe not as comfortable in his own shoes. I, I say that term a lot because I, it's a lot. I would say, and this is like a weird one. I've had great experiences with the rock over the years. But I also think The Rock has changed a lot over the years. I mean, his star is just huge now, where he just doesn't do what he used to do. And it's more of like the people around him, where he doesn't really... I'm sure if you ask him, he's great to the fans. Lately, I haven't really seen him that great to the fans. Um, He kind of like runs through them, and he's got this security guy that's like overly aggressive. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure that fans do get very aggressive with him. It just sucks for me. I've seen like the evolution of him over the years, and he's just not as um, I don't know. He's not that approachable anymore. It's just harder to get to him. And I, they would say, I'm sure The Rock is still a good guy. He's been, and again, he's been nice to me. It's just hard for me to see that. Like, I can't really get to him anymore, just because it's like the team around him are just so guarded around him, and it's just kind of like a turnoff. All right. Angelica Violet says, what field would you be in if you didn't get into journalism? So I know Dax has his business, but pick something else. I know what I'd be doing. Do you know what, what would you be doing? doing? Oh, I, architecture. I, architecture. I really? love, oh my God. I wanted to be an architect so bad. I love homes and house design. I'm obsessed. I could literally spend hours on Zillow just looking through pictures of homes and seeing the fountains, the pools, the, you know, how the houses are set up. I love it so much. You know, dude, this is a difficult question for me to ask because I still wonder what I'm going to be doing in 10 years from now. And it's like, if I'm not doing journalism in 10 years and I, I kind of like fell into journalism. It's not something I like set out to be. I mean, I went to school to do like PR and I thought I was gonna get more into like being in front of the camera and doing more stand up and entertainment And then things kind of just led into different things. And then, you know, when I graduated school, I graduated college in 2006 with a PR degree and a communications degree. And I, you know, at the time I was like, man, I was writing for the Howard Stern show. I was like, man, I'm going to write for the Howard Stern show. And that thing, that dream kind of didn't really happen. You know, I thought I was gonna be doing stand up and work for the Howard Stern show. And then I couldn't find a job and I went to teaching. I got a teaching degree. Then I couldn't get a teaching degree. And then just by meeting people, I kind of got into journalism. And I fell into journalism and I've been doing very well at journalism. But the hard part about journalism, and especially media, that it's changing so fast and so much that I don't know if it's going to be able to, I don't know if it's going to be sustainable in the next few years, the way the industry is changing. And I'm just trying to figure out what I, you know, what I'm going to do next or how I'm going to move with the industry. So what if I was doing, what would I be doing if I didn't get into journalism? I mean, actually it's funny. My year when I got into journalism, I got offered a teaching job and I was like, man, do I take this teaching job, which was a lot less money or do I take the journalism thing? And it was a great teaching job too. And I turned it down and I, I turned it down. And um, part of me is like, yeah, I would have been miserable for the last 10 years doing the teaching job because it'd been so predictable and I know what I've been doing and it'd be taking a while to, it, it would take me so long till I start making the salary I want. Mm-hmm. But part of me is like regret. Like I know what I'd be doing the next 10 years. I know where my life is going. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I have yeah. that kind of, I don't have to worry as much. So if I wasn't into journalism, I'd probably be teaching or maybe it led into doing some sort of sales thing. But again, it's hard for me to do sales into a product I really don't like, I'm not interested in or care about. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I literally had a scholarship to go to a architecture school. Really? Yep. You blew like, that. Like Why I was, nuts? I had a scholarship and at the last minute I ended up being like, oh, do I really want to like sit at a desk inside an office all day? I don't know. I had gotten into the like local news program and so I was enjoying it and I gave up the scholarship and like just transitioned out. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty God, where, I, where was your scholarship to? Uh, Woodbury, which is an architecture college in California. That's very cool. Very cool. I did not know that. I don't know. Um, scholarships like that. What, okay. I, I can't believe that we are like already out of time. We are going to break this into a part two. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to pick this up. Do we release it the following week? I, what do you want to do, Adam? I don't know. Uh, we'll see about the following week. It depends if we get this one person that's supposed to come on, who wants to come on the podcast. So, um, there will be a part two. I just don't know when, because uh, we want to get to everyone's There's questions. So many questions great, great questions. We and if questions you already, from so many by the way, people that are in our, our Facebook group right now, I see Amber O'Brien. You got a question coming up. Teresa Dixon, Angelica. I mean, Deb Burke. We will get to your questions. I promise. I promise. I promise. It'll just be on part two. And actually, if you already listened to this part one and we didn't film our part two yet. Keep some more. Keep writing questions down. We'll we'll answer them for the next episode. We're gonna try to get them all. I actually really enjoyed uh, doing this because um, I enjoy talking to you guys and answering some of your questions. Some really good questions in there. So let's get. To, we'll, we'll we will get to part two. But if you have some more questions, leave it in our private Facebook group called Off the Record. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We are on it all. Follow me at Adam Glynn, G L Y N. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holtz. And uh, thanks for hanging out. See you guys next week. Bye. A Huda Media Production.